everybody, what is up? We just got done recording episode 120, a mastermind session on finances, baby. Mike, what'd you think? I think Sherman just had his second heart attack of the night. <laughs> Every time I clap my hands, Sherman. <laughs> I like how you do You always like grasp like your chest. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, you guys, we have four masterminds in the house and it was a lot of fun. I'm gonna let, we're gonna go around really quick and let them introduce themselves and then we're gonna get into this little rapid fire uh, session Q&A. And, uh, but before we do, remember, if you want to get notified when the episode comes out, text WHOA GNV to 484848. Ding! Get your All Monday right. morning message from Colin. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know when the episode drops. All right, so go around. Quick. Uh, Andrea from Building Gen Wealth. Sherman from Dynasty CrossFit. Joe Lowry Jr. with Lowry Financial Advisors. Stephen Corson with Everything Money. Awesome. And first question. This comes from a listener, okay? What types of purchases should you avoid going cheap on? I'll go first. Knives. When we got married, <laughs> I insisted that we buy really high quality knives for our kitchen. And it's been 17 years and we're still using the same knives. Mm. Nice. Worth the investment. <laughs> what, what kind nice. did you get? Uh, was oh, it geez, Cutco? I think they were, no, it wasn't <laughs> no. Cutco. I think they were Wusthof. Wusthof, yeah, that's yeah, what I bought. Yeah, and uh, they've held it. In fact, the Cutco person came to our house to do a demonstration and they pulled out our knives and this is supposed to be where they show how much better their knives were and my knife cut through just as well as theirs. Well, I, I take care of it, but anyway. Right. Mm. Good knives. Anyway, I like right. to cook. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you save money cooking at home with good Same knives. Like Steven? Oh, man. And that caught me off guard. That one was really good. <laughs> I tried to go a little things you know. uh, to not honestly. Uh, I would. This is one I've learned recently. But shoes, uh, like dress shoes, I did not realize how uh, cheap cobblers are. Uh, you know, when it comes to repairing them. So a good pair of quality shoes. Uh, I used to just buy like dress shoes and once a year, and I just kind of figured that was it. I bought one really nice pair of $150 shoes, Italian leather, all that other stuff. I've had it for seven years. So it's- Don't skip on the great. shoes. Don't skip on the shoes. Cool. We've been to that. <laughs> um, I wanna think about my best mm. purchase that at first I thought was so ridiculous. How could anybody spend that much on that? <laughs> and now I'm like, I use this every day. AirPods. Mm. AirPods. That's yes. like, just get them. It's so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, AirPods. Don't skimp on the AirPods. Um, hotels when you travel. Ooh. That's a big one for me. Mm -hmm. I can second that one. Hotels when you travel. Stay somewhere nice. All right. If you can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't skip on the hotels. Cool. Now, is that, I'm, I'm sorry. Is that for luxury or is that for like safety? Purely luxury. Okay. How many kids do you have? Three. Yeah. So especially with kids, you, have to get you want the space. You, you, have to, you need the space. Yeah. Because your wife isn't like you. The kids in the next room, <clears throat> you need big space, big rooms. Yeah, like at least <laughs> look at the, re you know, residence in is a nice way to balance cost and space. Uh, two two yeah. bathrooms. Yeah. It's worth it. So so would you rather Airbnb a whole house by yourself or stay mm. in a luxury hotel room? Mm. I'd rather, me personally, I'd rather stay in a luxury hotel room, just a big one. Okay. Depends on duration too. Right. Two nights, hotel. Yeah. Mm. You don't want to have to, shop and all that stuff right clean towels services on the premises yeah made service that's why the quick it's never rapid fire because you just like you start diving deeper and like all this go well, like but why the yeah. 
like really luxury. Like we just got done recording a podcast about money and debt. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with luxury if you no, can no, afford no, it. Absolutely right. not. I'm you not judging. I can't wait till I can afford it. <laughs> All right, so debt snowball or highest interest rate first? Debt snowball. And debt. psychologically, you're more statistically gonna finish. Okay, but what if <laughs> one of the debts was like 21,000 and one was like 20,000? Then, yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I just wanna see if there's like a threshold. Where is that threshold? Is it like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000? Uh, I mean, if you wanted to do the math, but I think for most people, start with the one that gives you the quickest win because that builds the most momentum. And then later when you get really into it, then yes, optimize for paying the less amount of interest. Yeah. You want to explain I'm what the debt snowball yeah, is real true. quick? Because we, we might have some listeners who might not know yeah. what the yeah, debt snowball is. We've plugged Dave Ramsey a lot, and everybody that is interested in all these topics should give him a listen. I mean, he kind of, I don't want to say wrote the book, but really he's kind of the go-to on a lot of this stuff. Uh, debt snowball is uh, arranging your debts in order of uh, smallest to greatest and starting with- Except the, for your house. Except for your house. Uh, and, and starting with the smallest and paying that off first, uh, making the minimum payments on everything else. And then when you get rid of one debt, you're taking that minimum payment and applying it directly to the next smallest debt uh, until where eventually when you get to that last debt, you're paying off with everything you've got. Yeah, but what if one of the credit cards or something has a 0% interest and it's like number three on the list? That's basically what your question was. Right, and so that that's always gets tricky too is if you've got a deferred interest or 0% interest, like what do you do? Or like uh, we, we just went through COVID and, and there's you know some credit card carriers or some student loans got deferred interest and so what do you do then? How do you adapt it? Um, and, and listening to his, his podcasts uh, during this time, I think I mean, it shed some light on it, but I'm still also hazy, you know, cause like, like I'm getting, getting ready to get into like student loan repayment soon. So it's like, okay, do I have to go back and you know, all that kind of stuff. But there are people that, you know, from a mathematics standpoint, and he says this all the time, it's not the, it's not the best way from a money standpoint. It's the optimum way because you're training yourself behaviorally. Um, but that just ultimately comes down to how, how stubborn are you? You know, if you can do interest rate first and stick to it, religiously, yeah. then yeah, you're gonna save some money that way. But what to Andrea's point, to Dave's point, is that you've got to train yourself behaviorally, otherwise you won't you won't do it. Okay. So So sure. That snowball. That snowball? What if it's like one thousand dollars? <laughs> <laughs> like like, I like so the focus. That snowball. <laughs> All right. For me it's it's the interest rate and it's partly because most of what I'm confronting, it's not your five hundred dollar credit card. Mm. It's Maybe somebody came out of medical school and they've got five loans and one's 8% and the other one's 4%. So I'm gonna hit the 8% because maybe, I mean, we're talking about 150 or $200,000 of, of debt. You know, they have the income to be able to support, you know, paying it down pretty aggressively. So we're gonna hit that. But I, I think like any guru, Dave Ramsey's advice is good generally, but individuals should feel free to make their own call. But I'm, I'm an interest rate guy. Okay. I'm a guru myself here for a second and say that I have what I call the avalanche 10% rule. So because I do agree it's about psychology and human behavior more than it is about the amounts. But at the same time, let's not be lazy and assume that's the only two ways. So I say you start with a high interest rate. Again, if you have a $500 credit card, you just want to pay off whatever, go ahead. But if you, in general, I would say you start with high interest rate and then what you do is you take your debt in total, not excluding the mortgage, and you cut it up into 10% blocks. So what you do is if you have $50,000 in debt, every $5,000 that you pay off, you take one paycheck 
uh, or, or not one paycheck, but one amount that you would normally contribute to debt. And then that you spend on treating yourself. So whatever you want to do. Sorry, that was my watch with the echo. But so every 10%, you would come in and basically just every $5,000, I know that once I pay that off, I get a treat yourself day. I'm going to go on a little vacation. I'm going to go shopping, do whatever. So Go to a luxury hotel. Luxury hotel, all about <laughs> it. So treat yourself. Treat yourself. So yeah, 10% rule. But okay. I'm like, you already treat yourself. That's why you're in debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Treat yourself once you're out of debt. All right, so... Uh, this comes from, this is from in-house. Steven's so, a curate. No, so we have, guy, yeah. <laughs> you guys met Sarah earlier. We have a college student, right? Thanks so again. a lot of college, you know, with one of the points behind the podcast is really trying to bridge, especially here in Gainesville, but you know, connect the college students to the businesses here. Definitely one of our main goals. So uh, how can a college student best prepare for their financial future? Scale their cookies. Yeah, really. <laughs> there you go, Sarah. Scale the cookies. That's right. Andrea? Um, I think the biggest thing for them to learn right out of school is how can I live on 80% of my income? If, like, you can make that work, make that, like, consistent. Or even 90, but, like, less than 100%. Um, and then make your goal to get to 80 or 79. Like just always, I think from the beginning, if you just mentally go into it, like how can I live off less um, and grow that over time, I think you'll be ahead of the game. That's awesome, love it. Uh, yeah, I agree with Andrea. Uh, two things, one, if you have debt, get out of debt quickly as possible. Two, live on less than you make. Simple, keep it simple. Get out of debt, live on less than you make. Love it. If you have to borrow money for school, don't borrow what you can, borrow what you need. They will always lend you more money than you need. It's and same is true for mortgages and other things, but, but borrow what you need, get a job. It's okay if it takes you longer, if you can come out of school in a stronger financial position. You're talking about coming out of college, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say consider cost of living because a lot of people, as soon as they graduate, they're trying to figure out where they're gonna go and they just look at the fact that, oh, this job's gonna pay me $55,000 a year versus this one's gonna pay me $70,000 a year. Well, guess what? $70,000 in New York City is a lot less money than $55,000 in Gainesville, Florida. So uh, $55,000 in Gainesville, Florida is actually a lot more money. So I would say just consider cost of living. There's some great calculators online that can give you a rough estimate of what you're looking at, where you're gonna go. Um, but heavily consider that uh, wherever you end up moving after college. Great. All right, next question. Outside of an employer-sponsored plan, should you invest if you have debt? If you can get rid of your high interest um, credit card debt, and I think you should invest habitually, even if you're in debt, even if it's like 10 to $15 a month to build that muscle. There's a whole lot more we can unpack because this is rapid fire, but <laughs> I think for the habit of learning and consistently putting towards you know, investing, time's also a resource, so consider that. Uh, no, I like to focus. Pay off the debt and then get to work. If you're participating in an employer-sponsored plan, probably not. If you're not, if you don't have access to that, consider something like a Roth IRA to at least make some, like Andreas said, Andreas said to you know, build the habit. But generally, yeah, pay off the debt. 
I'll go into the room on that one for the most part. I think, you know, if you're going to start young, pay off the debt. Yeah, you do so much more when you have no debt. Um, should students get student loans to go through school? Can we start over there? <laughs> <laughs> I always like to start with the ladies first. Unfor- but, uh, no. Unfortunately, uh, it, it just depends because all degrees are not created equal right now uh, when it comes to it. So I would say that you need to consider are you going to a private college for a sociology degree um, you know, in New York or LA or whatever, and you're gonna come out with $120,000, $160,000 in debt after four years? Um, in that case, I would say you, know, it, it's, it, you have to question at that point if it's even worth a degree. Um, you know, if you're gonna get the same degree and you're gonna do it at a public university at Florida, that's really cheap uh, for you know, $20,000, then yeah, absolutely. It, it, if that's what it takes, the return on investment of that degree is completely different. So for me, unfortunately, I think we're at a breaking point with any degree to where you have to look at it in terms of ROI um, and not just the fact of, you know, is this a school I wanna go to? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's a couple of schools or a couple of programs where they're the undergraduate, you know, where you get your undergrad makes some kind of an impact, you know, for your future earnings. But for the most part, um, undergraduate is not where you should spend the money. And if you can avoid borrowing, you know, that would be good. If you have to borrow, be, be careful. Like I said, borrow less than they'll give you. Borrow just what you need and be pretty, you know, strict about that. Um, but really try not to if you can. For the sake of rabbit fire, no. <laughs> <laughs> Consistency. Sherman is the man. He's good at this. Sherman's on it. <laughs> Mine's not going to be that short. Um, but it'll be short. If you want to start a business, I would say no. If you want to be a doctor, engineer, I would say sure. If you don't know what you want to do, I would say really measure the return on investment even though it'll be hard, that, yeah. All right, we talked about our, our biggest tips, but for somebody that listens to this podcast and they come out of it supercharged to start their own you know, financial journey or, or maybe it's get out of debt, what is the very first thing they should do? Hmm. I, I mean, it kind of goes to, I think this is the universal first step is you know the beginning of every journey uh, starts with uh, first knowing where you want to go. So I would encourage them to look out uh, three to five years, but in order to know where you're going to go, you have to know where you are. So that makes the first step knowing your financial situation. So understanding what your debt is and what your income is. Word. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. You got to write out, write out all the debt. That's a scary thing. Write it all out, figure it out so you can come up with a plan. The second thing you should do then, <laughs> uh, tell someone, tell a friend, tell, mm. tell someone your goals because that creates some level of accountability. Yes or no questions coming up next. Um, can anyone be a millionaire? Yes. 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 Should parents help their kids establish credit? Yes or no? Yeah, we, I mean, we talked about this on the show so everybody knows, but just quick yes or no. Should parents help their children establish credit? No. Maybe. <laughs> sure. No, <laughs> not kids. Uh, well, I mean, they're college kids, college students. Oh, it, it, are we considering that an adult I mean, or kid. not? 
Yeah. I, I'm calling like, it 17 and under. 17 okay. and under doesn't need it. You're a college student. Still probably not. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, one more? Yeah, keep going. Okay. Uh, I have my, my final question. Oh, go ahead then. Yeah. All right, so final question. And you guys are gonna wanna make sure you check out the podcast this Monday at 8 a.m. Um, but final question, if our podcast can connect you to one person, who would it be? It's the one question that everyone can actually like, <laughs> like research before they show up. Yeah. But if you guys want to research, if you get invited to the podcast, research that one. <laughs> All right. Who would you want to meet? Who's the one person? If we could connect you to that person, who would it be? A Such a tough one. question. Yeah, that's a hard one. I would like to meet. Do it have to be a past guest? Hmm? No, no, yeah. be anybody oh, you want. I want to meet. You want to meet Jeff Bezos? I want to meet Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Yeah. Okay. He's like ninety now. Do you so. remember? Do you remember who you said when you were a guest on our normal episodes? Uh huh. Joe, that guy, Joe. Oh, yeah, Doctor Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Dr. yeah, Joe. Joe yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he reach out to you? No. Oh man, when he made that happen, uh-huh. dang. We'll make that happen. We got that connection. I would love to sit down with Jocko Willink. I think that would be really fun. Did I take your answer? You seriously? Uh, I did. I took really? Oh, there goes really? that one. Oh, wow. I, I I was thinking podcasting in terms of podcasting. Yeah. That that man's voice would seriously if he told me to run through a wall i think i'd do it like he's just the <laughs> ultimate commander you know I'm military cool guy on, podcast, uh, on the money front that's me and like chris hogan i hear chris hogan talk he's a he's a ramsey personality yeah. and i'm just like man not only is he velvety smooth but any that anything that guy would ask me to do i'd be like all right let's let's, let's go um i'll say the budgetista she started her financial education company in the midst of the recession and it's huge so i would love to really her brain that's cool which recession this one the well that's awesome you guys again make sure you check it out this monday thank you guys so much again for coming it was a lot of fun thanks for having super us. super enjoyed it mastermind session number 120 that's right. Done 120 of these, man. Can you believe that? What's gonna be what's gonna be Mastermind 130? Oh, we, we haven't decided talk? yet. I know. What are we gonna talk about? What do you want to talk about? Tacos. Tacos. Mm. <laughs> Mastermind tacos. 130 taco. <laughs> I mean, if you guys have any suggestions, let us know. We definitely want to focus on topics that you, our audience, want, you want to hear about because you know Fitness we can all grow together, baby. We can all grow together. Or nutrition. We will see you later. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> Share this with somebody. See ya. Bye. Wave at a camera. Say bye. See ya. <laughs>